This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This is your show, your opportunity to talk with our county mayor, Bill Ketron, about issues that concern you. Maybe you want to pat him on the back and are proud of some things that are happening. Those are good, too. Uh, we, we like those especially. Our number, 615-893-1450. Bill, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Bart. How are you today? I'm doing great. Beautiful morning. It is. It, it really is. You brought your deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin, with us also. Yes, sir. Steve, sure good do. morning. Good morning. How are you, Bart? Doing good. Good to have you with us. Well, I had to tell all the listeners right quick, though. We walked in, and here's Bart with his uh, Hawaiian shirt on. I know you can't see this on the radio, but he's loud this morning. <laughs> Without saying a word, Bart Walker is loud this morning. Well, you know, it was a sunny, nice day, so... It's a good day for a shirt like that. Yeah, Yeah, try to be in with the the day. You look good, Bart. I hadn't looked any further. Does he have a grass skirt on? Uh, I do have the grass skirt on. (laughs) See Scott Scott coming down the hallway. (laughs) He he has the grass skirt, doesn't he? Yeah, look at Scott. (laughs) Scott, you got the grass skirt on. (laughs) He's thumbs up. Well, Bill, how how are things going uh, at the... At the uh, historic courthouse, I know that uh, museum project is getting closer. Yes, sir. We uh, we are probably about thirty days away. Um, we had a little some old tile that had to be removed. We finally got that out this week. Uh, that was in two of the offices. We got that removed and abated, and um, uh, we're everything's ordered. The lights are ordered. The the uh, uh, I think they had a meeting last week with Dr. West um, and our state historian who I put in charge of the, of the museum. We've, um, uh, people are starting, since we made the announcement last month, people are starting to call in and, and say that they want to make donations or put things on loan. Uh, things are beginning to surface, so we're excited about all the artifacts that will be coming to the museum, and uh, we're, we're getting close. We're excited about it. We have a listener who just sent a, an email in or text message in, and they're asking about the progress on purchasing the State Farm Building. Does that look like it's going to happen? Well, what we have done, I have I signed last week, after consultation with our, both our attorneys and meeting with the real estate company, I signed the letter of intent. Now, the letter of intent says that uh, uh, we have the intent to, to make the purchase for $25,500,000. Um, what will happen is at that point the the, the real estate company has it they will uh, work up with State Farm their letter of intent for twenty four million five hundred thousand they'll combine the two together and make the presentation to the real estate company that owns the building we should know something by um, within the next week and a half two weeks they said around August 15th we should have a pretty good idea 
Now, for people who have just tuned in and haven't heard about uh, some of the plans for that building. Tell us what, what it's going to be used for. Sure. Well, it's a big campus. Uh, it sits on 62 acres. It's a beautiful, well-kept building, um, 403,000 square feet. Uh, part of the building, we want to uh, work in conjunction with M-Tissue uh, to put in a forensic facility. Uh, M-Tissue has gone out and, and kind of given the green light to start looking at what their space needs would be. Uh, for a forensic facility and the forensic department. Uh, our intent is to make that a world-class facility uh, and and put in the educational component of that and, and bringing in people from all over the world to teach the newest and updated um, techniques in forensics. Um, the other part will be our public safety. We'll move all public safety administration into the other side. Uh, of the 200,000 square feet, let's say. Are they currently in the Rutherford County Adult Detention Center, the jail? Uh, well, that that would be the Sheriff's Department oh, okay. and all their deputies. Okay. That would be all of EMA administration, which are not out there, all of EMS administration, which is at a different location, and our Fire and Rescue administration. So is, anything dealing with first responders that's will correct. be there. And uh, we have two different dispatches. One is the primary PSAP. Uh, when the 911 call comes in, it goes directly from 911, transferred to the sheriff's department, and they, in turn, uh, put out the call for fire or our uh, uh, EMS, our ambulance service. Ambulance service also has a dispatch. They're a PSAP two. Uh, I learned all about PSAPs in the last couple of years. Didn't even know what they were, but you know, it's it's all in how the the 911 disperses the calls. Um, uh, whether it's an emergency or whether it's not, et cetera. We're going to combine those uh, at this location. If we're able to purchase a State Farm building, it'll be in a in a uh, uh, secured area of the building. Um, you know, it'd be kind of hardened, if you will, from explosions, et cetera. You all always have to take that in consideration. So it'll be in the central part of the building. And we're just excited about the, the opportunity to buy a building that's that uh, the company that bought it from State Farm and leased it back in 2013 paid um, uh, right at $63 million for it. And if we can get it for $25.5, it's a, it's a real bargain for, for our county. Now, why would they sell it for such a loss? Well, State Farm is kicking in 24.5, if you recall what I said a minute ago, because they're in a long-term lease. They want to get out of the lease because they're, they have 13 more of these same regional offices. They're going down to only four super regional offices in Atlanta, Dallas, uh, Bloomington, Illinois, and Phoenix. So they're getting rid of the smaller regional offices and going to larger super region offices. So if they kick in 24, 24 5, we kick in 25 5, that's about $50 million for, for the building that the current owners who own the diamond uh, Phoenix Diamondbacks. And I would think that a building that size and a campus that size might not be the quickest thing to move. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially when people we have seen through COVID that, that so many businesses have seen that brick and mortar is not necessary anymore. You know, the, the uh, Verizon facility out here, their call center, it's been vacant since uh, for over a year now. They're, everybody's operating from home. They don't need that brick and mortar anymore. 
And the same happened with State Farm. This, correct. this building's vacant. That's correct. After uh, COVID-19. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of the coronavirus, uh, mm-hmm. how is that impacting our community now with the reports of things being yeah, all the way up again? We're, we're very sensitive to that. We're watching daily what, it, what our numbers are. Uh, we're talking to Stonecrest, uh, uh, Luca Caputo, the director at Stonecrest. We're talking to to um, our, our director here um, at St. Thomas. Um, we are monitoring our cases. Our cases have almost tripled, in the, and sometimes in two days it, it triples uh, for the number of cases that they admit. Um, talked to Gordon Ferguson. We talked to him about every other day just to find out where we are. So we're, we're sensitive to it. We're, I don't think that we will go to a, a mass mandate, but I think that Rutherford County, we probably need to move towards being Rutherford responsible, uh, that people start practicing, um, you know, good social distancing, uh, wearing their mask if you feel compelled to. Um, now, the CDC has encouraged everybody, if you're going to be inside with people, go back to wearing a mask. Yeah, yes. and, and uh, I, they keep flip-flopping back and forth, you know. And, well, this changes yeah, back it, and forth, it, it, it looks it, like. It's changing um, as we speak, um, and you're seeing people. I saw three cases yesterday where people who had been vaccinated uh, who ended up um, contracting the, the new Delta variant strain and and dying you they know, died they died yeah I, I, oh wow yeah so it's uh, it, it, it's concerning that people even with vaccinations so that's why the cdc and is talking to pfizer and moderna and the rest of them do we need a booster and then i heard that that uh, the booster is really only good for for about uh, seven months i mean the initial shot so you after seven months the the um, uh, um immunities wear off from that so, I think this is one of those things we it, really don't know about. We, we don't, we, and it's we, all confusing right. to us. But I did tell our, our director of public safety, Chris Clark, I said, let's make sure that we have everything that we need in the event that this does just kind of uh, blossoms on us here in Rutherford County. We've got enough PPE to distribute. We've got enough, um, you know, uh, aprons, I guess, if you will, for for all of our first responders, sheriff's department, we've got enough gloves, nitrile gloves. They said that's probably going to be the hardest thing to get is the the um, nitrile gloves. There's a shortage on those gloves. So well, uh, we we know firsthand now how bad it can be. Yeah, that's correct. We've been there, so we just need to be prepared. You know, like a good Eagle Scout, we're always uh, being prepared. And, of course, the schools are about to start, what, eight that's, or nine days away? That's correct. And I did hear on the radio uh, Mr. Spurlock said that they weren't going to wear a mask. But uh, now you're, you're, you're getting parents, and I heard in Metro that they've got petitions going to require the mask. So it's, it's changing every day, you know, as the cases continue to increase. Well, what are the professionals saying about masks? How, how will that help us? Uh, or will it help us? Is there proof that the masks do help? You know, it, it's all over the board. Uh, you, you ask one day, and then they come back and tell you something the next day. So, you know, uh, I don't prefer to wear a mask. My wife, we went to Kroger last night, and she wore her mask the whole time. So it's uh, it's an individual's uh, 
uh, option, I think, at this point in time uh, to make it mandatory. I'm not sure I want to go there again. And I've noticed, just like you mentioned, uh, some people wear them, some don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you can be in one store, half the people will have them on, the other half don't. Sure. Well, if the hospital is making you put them on, you know, it says... I, I think most of the medical places... Any uh, doctor's all, office. All you can't doctor's, go doctor's offices, office. medical mm-hmm. offices. I had. Can a, you pull that mic around to yes, you a little bit? Sorry about that. That's better. Yeah. I wasn't planning on talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, it's just a... He's not a, telling the truth. It's a common sense kind of thing. I mean, you know, and, 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 and this where it gets crazy, too, is about common sense. Whose common sense is whatever, you know. I've, we've got cancer in our family, and, and, you know, we're trying to do the things to prevent me bringing something. I've, I've been vaccinated, but, you know, others haven't. And so I had an x-ray the other day. And, you know, you can even get in a place without, you know, a mask. You had to have it on or you weren't going to get service, period. And that's their right, I guess, you know, to do that. And so um, it's like the mayor saying, you know, none of us want to wear a mask. We, we're not doctors. We're not nurses. And if we're not a doctor or a nurse, you know, we're not used to wearing a mask. And no, so we're not from China. And we're not from China. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, they've, they've worn masks, I guess, Oh, for years over there. Sure. Now, Bill, you said something that really I think will concern people, and let's look at it some more. Uh, you mentioned that somebody you know passed away just recently mm-hmm. because of the coronavirus, and they had been vaccinated. I think we had that. We have that. Maybe it's a false sense of security. It is. <laughs> it is, and and I I guess the. the the strange thing about this variant or even COVID-19, it affects everybody differently. Um, what I've been able to, to observe. Um, but then you get people who have, have, uh, been outspoken, very outspoken, good friend, Phil Valentine, you know, another radio and he's in the hospital talk, and, and it, it, his, really holding on. Yeah. Really. His, his life is, is, uh, in peril. Uh, I, I get updates from his family, uh, being a friend that, and um, they're telling me that he's they're getting him to sing the doctors have asked him to start singing um what does that do well <laughs> it it your lungs it, it, oh, okay. it gets okay. air back down into your lungs because he's gotten uh, pneumonia it's gone down into his lungs and that and uh, so the i guess the bacteria is is there and they're they, I saw a, a news clip just a week or so ago where they, there was an opera singer at Vanderbilt, and they had called her in from the Nashville Symphony, and she was uh, uh, teaching these people recovering from COVID-19 to sing, you know, to put more, whether you can carry a note or not, you, at least you're singing and getting that air back down into your lungs. Yeah. So are you going to start singing? Uh, <laughs> if I start coughing, I probably will. <laughs> Okay. I'm only in the shower because people at church know I can't sing. (laughs) I I thought maybe we were going to walk by the courthouse and start hearing music coming out of the windows or something. Uh, Speaking of things happening at the courthouse, uh, there are other things going on. Uh, The the landfill is still out there and people are still putting garbage in it. Yes, sir. Uh, How is that project going well matter of fact uh, we have public works tonight uh we're, we have narrowed it down you know we as we talked about last month we 
put out RFIs. We had 28, 29 different companies from around the globe that turned in requests for information on the RFI. And then we put out an RFP. We had nine companies put out uh, or turn in a request um, for proposals. And uh, we we have that documentation. We have the committee has narrowed it down to five, and we start a second round of interviews uh, tonight. The one tonight is Rockwood, uh, which is a company located over in Lebanon. He actually got started. The guy uh, that that got that thing started, I think his name's Lincoln. Lincoln. Um, he started with. Um, uh, stone man out here and started recycling and still has a facility out here at stone man the rock quarry on uh, going to, uh, towards florence he'll take uh, roof shingles and he grinds them up and turns them back into uh, uh, the gets the oil out of it and turns it back into using it for pavement Oh, uh, which is kind of cool. So over in Lebanon, we went over. They had this big machine that they invited several of the mayors and, and other uh, county and city officials to come look at. We the went, Terminator. It's called the Terminator <laughs> because this this is a big grinder that's made in Austria. And they call it Terminator because it comes from the same town that Arnold Schwarzenegger comes oh. from in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can put tires. You can put couches. You can put mattresses or are pallets of wood and it just grinds it and spits it out on the other side now does it spit it out into something that can be used yeah he he repurposes uh, all that stuff and and then he'll take uh, uh, some of the stuff right across the road there in Lebanon they have a they have a large uh, uh, incinerator where they where they burn and and so it's a, a waste of energy facility across the road and they burn that we're talking this morning about what's happening in Rutherford County. Our Rutherford County Mayor, Bill Ketron, is with us, along with the deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin. We're going to pause and check on the traffic and weather. When we come back, it will be your turn. Uh, the segment of the show where you, our listeners, have the opportunity to call and ask questions that are concerning you. 615-893-1450. That's it. 615-893-1450. We've already had a listener text us, and they say, I'm not going to be wearing a mask. Uh, so, and we've had some that say, I, I believe in them. They, that's that's their safe. call. So uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a rough road ahead, sounds sure. like. 615-893-1450. We've got somebody on hold. Have some patience. We'll be right back. Broadcasting to every nook and cranny of Rutherford County's 618 square miles. FM 100.5, 101.9, and AM 1450. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and it has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. Come see us at 919 Northwest Broad Street. Now that spring has sprung, our baby bird nursery is filling up at Animal City. Come in and you might meet your next feathered companion. 
If you are looking for a new feathered companion, come meet some of our sweet hand-fed baby birds here at Animal City. Here at Animal City, we're pet lovers and pet parents too, so we have a variety of products hand-selected to make your life easier. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Join Smile Doctors in Smyrna, Thursday, July 29th for the Summer Smiles event. Barbecue games and door prizes. Free consultations and scans to see your new smile with their smile simulator. Same day braces or Invisalign, Thursday from 11 to 4, across from Nissan and Smyrna. It's so important that we recognize our veterans, shake their hands and say how proud we are of the service that they have given to our country and that we thank them for that. I am Becky Bookner, and we salute our veterans. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who served in the Marines. Andrew Farr, Marine combat veteran. I was born in Nashville, grew up in uh, New Hampshire, uh, went to boarding school, went to college, and then uh, enlisted in the Marine Corps. Did four years, three combat tours, and then got out in 2008. A combat veteran is not an easy job. No, it wasn't when I was in. And not you, for the Vietnam vets, uh, not for Korea, World right. War One, World War Two. Those guys had it rough, and I, I did have it rough, but not as not as bad as those guys. Well, that's that's true, and I think it's because society as a whole is becoming more aware of what we're asking yes. of our military personnel. You said you did three tours. It, that was uncommon. In Back Vietnam. then. Vietnam, you did one tour, two tours. That was it. But now we have guys doing three, five, six. six. seven. I've known a guy who did eight tours. Uh, we did the Democratic vote in 05 okay. in Iraq. We were a part of that. 2006, eh, not so much humanitarian. Mm -hmm. uh, 2007, definitely humanitarian. We actually helped out Bangladesh in 07 when they had that micro-tornado. We gave them food and water and, and uh, helped them uh, recover bodies from... The mess. I think that our foreign policy in particular is asking a lot of the men and women yes, sir. in this country. I agree. Andrew Farr, Marine combat veteran. I'm Stephen Reynolds, the man in the middle. This has been a salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One MiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Broadcasting from the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. <laughs> FM 100.5, FM 101.9, and AM 1450. We are focusing on Rutherford County this morning. Our Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron is with us along with Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin. This is your opportunity. Our phone number 615-893-1450. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WGNS with County Mayor Ketron. How are you today? Doing good. Thank you for taking my call. I'll sure. uh, hang up after I pose my question and just listen. And I, if I'm not out in the county, I'm, a, I'm sorry, but I was concerned with the Joe B. Jackson exit and the number of semis through there and the, the lack of a red light for the people coming off the interstate who want to turn left on the Joe B. Jackson and go back across and the number of accidents over there. So I'll just hang up and listen, but thank you. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you, caller, for um, uh, calling in. That is... Uh, uh, Joe B. Jackson is actually in the city, and I'll be happy to reach out to, to the city and also TDOT, um, the Tennessee Department of Safety, um, or transport, I'm sorry, Tennessee Department of Transportation. 
that will be an issue for them, and I'm sure that they um, they are installing. They're taking down like at Old Fort. They're taking down the old uh, uh, lights and putting up new LED lights. I'm sure conserving energy. Uh, I was out there just last week for a ribbon cutting at the new 7-Eleven that went into the Tiger Mart that was there on the left-hand side. So they've got two new restaurants. It's the first 7-Eleven in the country to have two restaurants inside of it, uh, wings and, and uh, tacos, I think. Uh, so there's going to be a lot more traffic as uh, we continue to grow and, and uh, good um, going to Amazon, uh, good safety traffic to signals and the lights over the interstate for that exit uh, i think are very important yeah, you, but i'll reach out to them thank you and you were also at the opening of the new costco which was a big moment in our that was kind of scary when they opened the door uh i'm standing there right by the ribbon barred and as you saw and they opened that door and it looked like uh a hundred women with their baskets they they didn't care about us cutting the ribbon they were ready to be the first one in through that door with their baskets and and just looking at us like <laughs> you had to jump out. Well, we of had the to way. jump out of the way. It was it was uh, kind of scary there for a moment. Well, let's talk a little about the uh, the convenience centers. You're mm-hmm. redoing. Is it all of them? Uh, our intent is to redo all all 14 of them. Um, uh, we will be looking next week at uh, uh, our public works department um, to make a motion uh, to take some money out of our any fund balance and we're going to remodel we've had engineers working on that we're going to remodel starting uh, our first four that we're going to start with is um, uh, Leanna we've been waiting to do something in Leanna for, for a long period of time um, we will expand all four of those locations so we've got Leanna our, our busiest convenience center is uh, down on weekly and we're actually going to move that location down the road to g street and then we've got uh, rockvale and walter hill will be all those that uh, will attack first Uh, we're going to make them similar to what williamson county has to where you can actually drive up on a ramp and drop off instead of up and over into an open top container you'll be able to drive up on the ramp get out of your trunk take your recyclables or your trash or whatever and drop it down into the the six foot drop into the open top containers Uh, we'll be open longer hours as our intent and take more um, products as well mayor tell them tell them about um, we toured some of them the other day because we've got this recycling effort going on with this other company and american thrift is american thrift is a company and and they're They've got trailers set up uh, at, at all of our locations now, so they're taking clothes, furniture, anything else. And at the one down at uh, uh, Sand Hill and Laverne, the one at uh, Weekly. Weekly, the 54-foot trailers were full. Now, and what are the hours? And Rock Crusher. Uh, and Rock Crusher out here on the uh, Chevrolet Highway. This full oh, park. Yeah. Wow. So you take three 54-footers full of clothes, shoes, furniture that's not going to the landfill. Now, that's just oh, yeah. in those locations. And then all the other locations, like the mayor was saying, it's it's a box right now because so, they're testing to see where you know we're going to be getting recycles. So it's like shoes, clothes, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then also they take good furniture. And, you know, it might have a little nick in it where they might need to – put a little stain on it or put a little little screw here to hold it or whatever but good furniture they'll take that 
and that keeps it out of the landfill. I mean, it's just and overwhelming. The, it, and the agreement, much. the agreement that we signed, uh, that I signed with them uh, on behalf of the commission, says that when they take those clothes and, and the furniture and sell it, then um, they have a relationship with Make a Wish Foundation. And we have, they've identified eight children here in Rutherford County. So when they sell that, we'll get to share. Uh, Rutherford County will share in the profits of what they sell and f that came out of this county. will come back to help make a wish come true for some of those kids who are in need. We have a text question here from a listener who says they were going to uh, get rid of some old fans and lights, uh, things of that sort, some tables, trying to get rid of them. And they went by the city's facility here in downtown Murfreesboro. The city won't take them. And uh, they had a place for them, they said, but okay. it, it had a sign on it said, sorry, it's full. Okay. Um, so they were not able to, to leave them, it seems. And they said, I can see why people get frustrated and dump things on the side of the I road. Uh, what are the hours with the county sitters? And do you put signs up that say, sorry, we're full? We, we do, and our hours are not good right now. We're planning on my, my intent. Once we start redoing these, I want to be open at 7 in the morning and close at 6 at night. You know, I want to put the word convenient back in convenience center because uh, most people work during the day. So uh, if we're closed uh, and only open when it's convenient for our people, that's not convenient, is it? So, uh, and open and seven days a week instead of five. We won't be seven days five. a week instead of five days a week. Mm -hmm. we, we, uh, we'll put full signs out there until we can get them pulled and, and get it to, to the landfill. But uh, hopefully out of um, some of these companies that we're interviewing, like Pratt Recycling out of Conyers, Georgia, they want to come in and build a, a MRF and start recycling. They say that they can take all of our recyclables. They're not a trash company. But they can reduce the waste stream going into the landfill by 40% coming out of Rutherford wow. County. That's huge. Well, is there huge. some way that you can take all of the garbage, and some can be recycled, some can't, mm -hmm. that you can take all of it? Looks like we'd be better off accepting it yes. than to have them. That's, that's what we're trying to get to. See, a lot of locations right now, Bart, we're not taking uh, cooking oil, we're not taking motor oil. Uh, once we revamp these things, we will do that. And of course, rock. one thing that's made a lot of folks irritable, and as well as me, you know, when COVID hit and everybody was at, well, a lot of people quarantined. were at home and quarantined mm -hmm. and stuff, that, um, you know, we had to reduce the intake because everybody was cleaning out their attic, oh, their yeah. closets, their sheds, whatever. And uh, and it was coming in, I mean, and filling up the place just in one day. And so, you know, our, our uh, solid waste director said, hey, you know, I think it was first we could take three items, three large items. And then your household trash, of course. Mm -hmm. We've never taken it down. You always take your household trash. But the open tops and putting other stuff – you know, our solid waste director said, hey, three big items. And then it was like two big items, then one big item, you know, because it was so much coming in. We're trying to keep it open so everybody can still utilize it and use it. But it didn't matter what we did. It, it was still coming, and, and it was it was, it was was crazy. So, you know, they've gone back up now. I think they're taking three, three items, three I believe. Items. But, um, you know, we're trying to get to that spot where we take everything. Now with these uh thrift store locations there 
uh, in those 54 footers, you know, this person here that's called, they can go to those any of those three locations and put those things there. And, and what are the locations again? That's the Rock Quarry out on 231, okay. that location. There's a 54-footer. And then also in Weekly Lane in Smyrna and in Sand Hill in Laverne. So those three locations have 54-footers. Now, all the other locations, you can take stuff there. They're just smaller boxes. And they're, some of them are filling up pretty quickly, and they're going to have to get a 54-footer at those locations. But And they're in the motion of uh, doing that right now as well. When you start redoing these convenience centers, uh, there's some some really dramatic pluses that you're adding to those. Uh, and we've mentioned it before, but I, I think it never hurts to, to sort of repeat that. Tell us what you're doing. With well, the we're going to have to put lights in because uh, when you get to December, it's dark, it's dark in the morning <laughs> and dark at night when people get off work at 430. So we'll need to put lights in. Uh, for the convenience of, of, of our citizens, uh, we're going to put in uh, new fencing to where it, it looks nice and not trashy. We'll put in all new signage. Our signage, we've got signs up, but, you know, they're so confusing, people don't pay attention to them because they're different sizes or different locations. Everything's going to be standardized. Everything will look the same. Put your plastics here. Um, you know, put your uh, gla- brown glass here. You know, it's just and, uh, and better offices for our employees. You know, correct. so it's it's better heated in the winter and better cooled in the summer, and and uh, and a restroom. You know, we've got porta johns at some of them now, and um, and we do have restaurants. I mean, restrooms. <clears throat> excuse me, at some of them, but uh, to get that in a better way as well, because these 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 folks will work hard. They really work hard. You know, and they're in the elements. You know, it's it's rain or shine out oh, yeah. there, and uh, most of these folks are part time and we really really appreciate those folks they take a lot of abuse people you know they come and they want to just dump whatever's in their in their vehicle and you may not can do it you know you may have metal you may have a mattress you may have carpet or something that you that you can't do and and um we mayor's trying to get it back to where like i said put convenience back in convenience it's a it's an educational process bar we've got to we've got to educate people on how to properly recycle and get what rid of your waste stream uh, and we can do that and we're going to start this year planting that seed in in, uh, in a few weeks in our school system uh, ashley mcdonald's working with some of the uh, curriculum uh, instructors rutherford county school system we're going to start that educational process in the um, uh, for 11 year olds we thought about second grade but we we thought with covid and teachers coming back and everything else that we probably just go with some that can handle the the stress load of just going back to school so we're we're going after the 11 year and i know when my kids were in school and they were teaching recycling man they made us you know when they come home our kid your kids come yeah. home and oh, you get ready did. to throw that sun drop can in the in the trash you're like whoa dad you know this goes over in aluminum you know this yeah. goes in plastic this goes over here and uh and, and yeah our kids are gonna teach us as adults you know how to recycle we have a text question here from a listener who loves to go to the library and they say that they want to praise the county on the uh, new partnership between the Rutherford County uh, Annex, the uh, folks over at the archives, and the Lineball Library because they said that they're working together to put all of the archives in one location. That's correct. And uh, tell us a little more about that. They're wanting to know more. And the library is looking at uh, putting locations 
in communities using preferably some of these old drug stores that are vacated. Well, I think they're looking at some of that, but uh, we... Um, and you, uh, you've mentioned it yeah, let, for some other locations. First, I'll talk about the the, uh, uh, the archives, archives mm-hmm. and what we're doing there. We signed an agreement uh, with Ms. Shacklin and her, her board uh, that's over at Lineball Library. And, of course, we're, we're partners with the city on, line, on Lineball. Uh, but we just added on to the the county um, archives and so we're going to take the section that's currently in Lineball Library the historical part for Rutherford County the Tennessee historical part and we're going to move that over to the John Lodel's department over uh, library and archives for us um, and bring some of that those folks who want to go back and look at genealogy look at who lived in 1858 and you know, at the Randolph Plantation or whatever, they can now go to the archives. Now, as far as the regional libraries, we're, we're uh, very much uh, interested in doing that, similar to what uh, the city has done over at Hopgood. They put in that, that uh, additional building on the same campus with Hopgood where they've got some computers for adults to come in and, and apply for jobs, et cetera. But we'd like to go to smaller regional libraries, and we have set aside with the property that we're getting ready to break ground matter of fact on the new uh, clerk's office it's uh, uh, one stop at Blackman uh, is going to be the new clerk's office and, and we're meeting uh, Friday with we've selected the contractor will be breaking ground for Lisa Kroll's office as the clerk to where you can get your tags get your passports etc right there on the corner of Blaze and and um, Fortress Fortress and then right beside of that, we have reserved an area for a, 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 a small neighborhood library to go in. So uh, we're, we're excited about getting those out in, into the neighborhoods. Here's another text question. Why can people who work at the convenience centers not tell the public to put recycle items in the recycle bins instead of the trash dumpster? They say that they aren't allowed to ask them to recycle. Well, that's part of the educational process that we're going to start. You know, uh, sometimes people will bring in a, a plastic peanut butter jar and they haven't washed it out, and they throw it in in the container with water bottles, and it contaminates the the whole load. So the whole load ends up getting taken to the landfill, and that's that's just uh, the opposite of what we want to try to do. So, like the company that we were talking about, Pratt Recycling, they said, it doesn't matter. You don't have to wash out the peanut butter jar with the rest of it because they will, if they're able to contract with us, the county, they'll take all of those plastic bottles back to their facility in Georgia. They wash them, clean them, and then they they chop them up into fine pieces back into the, almost the plastic resin, and then they have a... a a um, an end product they have a contract with uh, the carpet mills in dalton georgia where they take the chopped up plastic water bottles or peanut butter jars and sell it to them and they make carpet out of it so uh, uh, we've got to educate not only the citizens of how to recycle but also our employees of what goes where and uh, proper signage can help a lot 
once we start redoing these uh, facilities. We're talking about issues of Rutherford County importance, and we'll continue that conversation in just a moment. If you have a question that you'd like to ask personally, you can text us at 615-893-1450, or you can call us at that same number. We'll be right back. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS, weekdays live at noon, as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your Old potential. Friends, new name, Better Together, as First <laughs> National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank. Our focus is on you. We're entering a Country new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. We'll see mostly sunny skies here this afternoon with a high in the upper 90s. Winds out of the northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 70. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 72. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Have you been getting most of your money advice from your brother-in-law? Maybe you need Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey Show, 1 to 4 on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Welcome back. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Talk or text on that number, but do it quickly because we only have about seven minutes left in the broadcast. 615-893-1450. We touched briefly on this subject in the beginning of the show, but let's go back to it. A question says, uh, is the county going to require vaccines for all employees as the federal government is doing in Virginia, and what about mask mandates that the CDC is recommending? Uh, no and no uh, at this point. Uh, I don't have, and I will kind of cue off of what our state health department and our local health department, which is part of the state, uh, you know, if we get to that point, I'll, uh, I am listening and watching every day. I'm looking at our our infection rates, our, our number of hospitalizations, those are being ventilated. We're looking at that uh, to require vaccines. I, I, that's a personal choice, just like wearing a mask. Um, I, I don't, at this point, have any intention of, of man, making a mandatory on either one. Here's another question. I'm, I'm not sure exactly where this person's wanting to go on this, but they're asking, does the hospital waste go to the landfill? Uh, it depends on what is hospital what's considered hospital waste if some people are talking about maybe radioactive waste uh, what what they found and, and some people are saying that there's thousands of pounds of radioactive waste that have gone out to the landfill in years past and that's incorrect uh, what we did find a number of years ago back in the 90s was that um, uh, some adult diapers that had radio pills that that uh, internists were getting their patients to swallow so they could they could track the radioactive pill that they swallowed with x-ray to see what their complications were on there as it traveled through their body um, and then 
they would be they would come out in the in their adult diaper and then those were sitting off the geiger counter at the at the landfill but uh, it's to my knowledge uh, all of the the radioactive waste goes down to the republic incinerator in memphis um in shelby county so okay. uh other medical waste like plastics etc yes that that goes uh that's a commercial client, and I'm sure they take it to... Yeah, like the restaurant waste in the hospital or yeah. or whatever like that. But I think all the, what do they call it, blood-borne pathogens, yeah, pathogens and all, the, and all the, That all goes to the... From the operating room and all that. And that else. all goes to a, an right. incinerator-type facility that's approved through hospitals. We have a person who's asking, uh, have there been any more changes in the process of what's happening at the landfill i know there was talk last time about expanding it about uh, changing things about doing the, the the regional board voted a few weeks ago on friday night uh, not to allow the expansion of the of the uh, request that republic sent to tdec so the regional board voted no and so now that no vote will go travel to tdec and to the commissioner, they will hold a public hearing. It's my understanding, probably February 22, because that that they give Republic time to to put together their response to the no vote, and then um, that public hearing will be held. I don't know where, uh, and then the commissioner will make a decision. And then if the decision goes against their expansion, then they still have the authority to. Uh, appeal that decision by TDEC at state level and all appeals in the state of Tennessee uh, from any department goes to the circuit court in Davidson County. So this could be a, a long process uh, by that occurring. Um, in the meantime, if we can reduce, what I'm saying is if we can reduce like this company out of, out of Georgia, 40% of the waste stream from Rutherford County going to the landfill, why is there a need to expand the landfill? Good point. Uh, here's an, another question from a listener, uh, and they're asking about some of the uh, issues that were brought up uh, about the State Farm building. Uh, they say that they want to commend the county for looking in that area, for offering something that's very much needed here in the county and not having an empty building out there. Uh, they're wondering when that might be approved and how long after it's approved will work begin on the transformation. Well, it's almost um, uh, ready, as I stated earlier in your show, that uh, we're hoping to get something back, um, the thumbs up or the green light to move forward. At that point in time, we'll put up $100,000 as earnest money towards the sale. We'll have to go through all the legal jargon of transfer of property and, and the closing date. And, everything else so uh, i'm thinking if if we get the green light middle of next month uh we go to settle then probably by september-ish um would be kind of our goal but it's kind of uh it's, move in in ready. Park. it's in their ball game in it yeah it, but it's moving ready i mean the walls are movable what we'll have to do is do an assessment um a space needs assessment from all the different departments m tissues already working on their part uh, of what they would need and then we would get an architect we'll have to hire an architect to come in and say how much room do you need how many cubicles etc but uh, the good thing about the purchase of this is that uh, state farm is going to leave all of about three million dollars worth of 
of um, uh, office furniture and cubicles and desks and chairs and everything else, they're going to leave it. Security cameras, Security all that stuff. Cameras. Yeah, it's great. It, it goes with the building, and that was that's another three million on top of the uh, twenty-five-five that we were going to have to spend, and now it's included. Even the pictures on the wall. We're Bart, we've been asked a lot mm-hmm. what PSAP. Yes, and okay. I said that would be a good thing to say, you know, because we're moving them both together, like the mayor mm-hmm. was saying. Mm-hmm. It's public safety answering point, is what a PSAP public is. Public safety answering point. Yeah. Yes. So and when the when a dispatcher gets the call from nine one one, that's right. That comes into the PSAP. Okay, and that's what and then the she, call she in, is. And in turn, she will say, "This is nine one one. What is your emergency?" And and then they call the ambulance, send them to that route. And on that note, we want to thank both of you for joining us today. We've been talking with our Rutherford County Mayor, Bill Ketron, and the deputy to the mayor, Steve Sandlin. A lot of exciting things happening in our community. Boy, things never slow down in Rutherford County. It's an exciting place. Thank you, Bart. Hey, have a super day. Thank you, Don Ho. I mean, Bart Walker. Whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll wear this again. (laughs) 